You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's WWE Main Event After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's WWE Main Event. What is up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to WWE AfterBuzz main event for the week of April 17th. Steven, I think you have the wrong Gabriel's music playing. Are you sure? That is Peter Gabriel. We want Justin Gabriel. Oh, that's um, pretty hilarious. This is some nookie music. Because, wow, all right. Well, being that this week's main event was pretty much like the Justin Gabriel show. There it is. Welcome, everybody, to main event AfterBuzz. I am professional wrestling's voice of choice, Christian Rosenberg. Holding it down, but as always, not holding it down alone. I got my awesome team across from me here, Mr. Cameron Cash. How are you, sir? What's up, everybody? I'm here wearing my 14-karat gold $1,000 dress shirt for all you beautiful ladies and even gentlemen, although I don't go that way. I'm sorry, guys. You are so smooth. Hey, Corey, how are you? I'm good. I am champ Corey. Oh, we're, we're going to keep going with the champ oh, thing. Oh, we got to until someone takes over the title. All right. Well, <laughs> well as you can see, like, we're actually, like, digging to try to be energetic today because as phenomenal as, you know, the week heading up into WrestleMania, the week after WrestleMania with Incredible Raw, SmackDown, and main event, and then this week was just, like, such a real downer for Raw and it kind of, you know, trickled down to, you know, main event. As far as really, like, you know, the storylines goes, which we'll, we're going to be getting into all that in, in just a second. As The Rock would say, what in the blue hell happened this past Raw? That is, that, that's a great question. We, had a, we have a few recaps, so there will be definitely be some mm-hmm. areas where we can talk about it. But, yeah, like I said, we're here. All right, enough with Justin Gabriel's music. We're good with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he has a very a long intro. He has a very... <laughs> He has such a long intro, and that's that's probably the longest his music has ever played. But he, I mean, and I feel bad because he's a talented guy. He really he's definitely is. a talented wrestler, but he never gets really to show his stuff until today. Apparently, and that's right. We'll get into that as, like I said, main event for the week of April seventeenth, hailing from Knoxville, Tennessee, and we heard on Raw that we were going to have a battle road to determine. The number one contender mm-hmm. for the Intercontinental title today on main event. And all of a sudden, the main event starts, and pretty much everyone is already in the ring. Well, we, they don't have time for intros, right? Well, so. well I could have gotten them in the, in the case of a battle royal. Yeah, because you, you normally have yeah. so many. But literally, the beginning, everyone's there. So we got the Usos, Primo and Epico, Justin Gabriel, Santino Morella, Alex Riley, Drew McIntyre, and Jinder Mahal of 3MB, no Heath Slater, and Yoshi Tatsu. This is, I, I apparently I don't know if JTG was sick or something, but this is like every <laughs> jobber that the WWE has, and they put them all in one match. This is the first time we saw Alex Riley in a year on TV, I think. And so we got them all in the ring, getting ready for this battle royal, and out comes Wade Barrett 
and you know he's standing like right on the stage saying you know he thinks that you know nobody in this ring could possibly compete with me you know for my sure. intercontinental title and he's interrupted by the music of the great Kali you know the most technically sound wrestler in the history of the game honestly he's turned into the big great joke uh, just he doesn't uh, scare anybody you got a hornswoggle dancing, prancing around in the ring when he comes in, and then you got Natty Nightheart. Who uh, should be wrestling instead of being his or, arm uh, candy. smelling her farts backstage. Let's it's not just... go back to that horrific... <laughs> that was a terrible, terrible storyline about a year and a half ago. We're not going to go back oh, that to that. that was a year and a half ago? I th- I, I'm hoping. I'm, I'm trying to erase it from my memory. <laughs> it was one of the dumbest storylines ever. I agree. Um, I totally agree. But, but yeah, so all of a sudden a great Kali kind of like walks out, kind of has a little bit of a I stare like down. I kind of walks out because yeah. he well, just... Mm. Anyways, yeah. go on. Has a stare down with Wade Barrett. <laughs> And then makes his way to the ring. So, all right, we're going to have 11 people in. And, you know, your typical Battle Royal fashion, a lot of times, usually the, usually the very first person that's introduced or the last person that's introduced is usually the guy that wins it. And the fact that Grey Kali had to stare down with Barrett makes you think, okay, Kali's going to win this. You really thought so? I, I honestly did at that point. But this is the part... But this is the part that really upset me, and it kind of doesn't really have anything to do with the actual Battle Royal. On Monday Night Raw, we have, with no buildup whatsoever, R-Truth defeat Wade Barrett in a non-title match. Mm-hmm. We then found out about this Battle Royal. So the first thing in my mind, and this is like, makes perfect sense, R-Truth will win that Battle Royal, be the number one contender, they'll work things up, maybe have a match at like the pre-show for Extreme Rules. But uh-uh, he's nowhere to be seen. He is nowhere to be seen whatsoever. <laughs> it's just like, so you had Barrett lose to R-Truth, clean, no build-up for that whatsoever, and now we have a number one contender Battle Royal, and the guy who just beat the champion, I'll, that's a mistake to begin with, but the guy who beat the champion isn't in that number one contender match. Yeah, right. You know, i got to tell you something, Mr. Rosenberg. You tell cannot, me, Mr. Cash. You cannot fight the irrational with rational. It just doesn't work. And for some reason, the storyline, uh, the, uh, the writers of WWE have become very irrational. Because even we'll see going on down through this show as we talk about it, that it doesn't make any sense why there's even a stare down with Holly and uh, Wade Barrett. A random fact, I don't know if you guys know this, but a random fact. apparently uh, number 27 is the position that is most won during a Rumble. During a Royal Rumble, not R- a Battle Royal. Royal Rumble, yes. Not a Battle Royal, Oh, got those little confused. Different matches. Battle Royals, everyone's in at once. Yeah, the 30. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, number 27 is won, I believe, four times, um, which is the most, um, which is kind of crazy when you think yeah, of all the main and Royal Rumbles there are, and one number is only won four times, and that's the most. Anywho, back to the match. Now... I know I'm kind of making fun of, like, all the jobbers, but this kind of made me excited for this match because, like, hey, all these guys are getting time to wrestle. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, and there's not just, there's not a Cena. There's not a Sheamus. That's just there to throw them all out (laughs) left and right. Well, and if they're in Battle Royals, that's usually what happens. Like, these are the first guys out of it, and then they leave your main eventers as the final few that are in it. So I'm happy that, like, hey, let's see what these guys can do. And and you know they start off they start off pretty you know intense, and Kali is just literally walking around the ring and chopping everyone in sight. Mm-hmm. All Kali's doing is chopping. His chops sound great, Sounds. but that's all he's doing. 
like over and over. He's walked in Santino, chops him, walks Alex Riley, chops him, walks to Jinder Mahal, chops him. Um, <laughs> it's a is, chop fist. Is chop suit. <laughs> is there a name um, for his headbutt? That he does. It's just a headbutt. He it's doesn't a head have, chop. <laughs> it's a head chop. Yeah. You know, when I was watching this battle royal, all I could think of was just a great big gumbo soup brewing and brewing and brewing. Mm-hmm. You know, with chicken and enchiladas and all that good stuff. But, now you're just getting me hungry. But you know, hungry. Uh, overall, it didn't taste too good when I see the result <laughs> of this match. <laughs> well, the first man eliminated is uh, Jay Uso, that is eliminated by Drew McIntyre. Then shortly after that. Primo eliminates Yoshitatsu. We're honestly given, looking at the crew that was in the ring and how Yoshi performed last week on yeah. main event, I was kind of thinking Yoshi could have been a dark horse and ended like I did too. towards the end and then like boom, right away he's gone. I mean, I was kind of hoping like, for what, him. What the but... hell is that? Oh, yeah, and this was the other thing I wanted to talk about. When you have a battle royal, if you know, you're saying like, all right, the winner's going to face a champion and that champion happens to be heel, you know for a fact that a heel is not going to win that battle royal. Now, if it's a baby face, there's the chance that a baby face could win it. But you never have it with a heel. So you look at the people in this battle royal. Not counting people on tag teams, because you know one half of a tag team is not going to get a singles title shot. You have Justin Gabriel, Santino, Yoshi, and Great Kali. So you already know out of the 11, it's going to be one of those four that's going to win this match. And so, like, already it's just like, all right, why are the rest of them here? You know, it's just... Well, just, you know... I mean, that's when we need the shock and be like, Jinder Mahal wins, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, to make, like, you know, people like me be like, oh, nice, I didn't see that. You got me. But I-, I was hoping for Yoshitatsu, just saying. I would have liked Yoshitatsu. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Anyway, uh, from there, Kali then goes on a little tear, throws out Epico, then throws out Jinder Mahal, and we come back from commercial, and I appreciated this from JBL. He started putting over Alex Riley to, like, the 10th power. Uh, all of a sudden, he's like, you know, what a great moment this would mm-hmm. be for Alex Riley. If he can, you know, pull off the youngster. Like, because Alex Riley had, he came in with such a huge role, being, you know, like Mrs. right-hand man during his WWE title run. And then when that ended, he just fell he to obscurity. A lot of people, I mean, he got injured a little bit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were honestly surprised that he was still employed because you just never saw him. Right. And he is, he's solid. He's a decent talker. He's got a good look to him. He's a good, pretty good wrestler. But they just have not used him at all. Honestly, a lot of these wrestlers nowadays, they all look the same to me. Whoa. They all look the same, at least on a very physical, visual aspect. They look just about exactly the same. Same trunks. It's like they're going to the same uh, clothing he, store. I agree with you that he, need, he needs some type of new gimmick. I agree with you on that. Are you talking about specifically... I'm talking about Alex Riley. Yeah. But, I mean, but... That name keeps reminding me of Alex Wright. Man, what happened to that guy? Das Wonder Kid. He was amazing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> hey, don't diss Alex Wright. Uh-oh. Alex Wright, Das Wonder Kid. That was one of the worst gimmicks in WCW history. That was and we're a talking WCW. Gimmick. His dance was fantabulous. Anyway, so, when, you know, we... I like that word. I've actually done the Alex Wright dance in clubs, believe it or not. It does really By the end of the show, Stephen, if you can load up Alex Wright's music, this man will do the Das Wonder Kid dance. We'll, we'll wait. we got to save it for the end. <laughs> Alex Wright's music, Das Alec, Wonder Kid? Or? Da, um, you can look it up either way. Like WCW <laughs> Alex Wright. Okay. Um, W-R-I-G-H-T. Any, anyway, you know, so we come back from the commercial. JBL's putting Alex Riley over. And at this point, everyone now finally realizes, oh, wait, we have a giant in the ring. <laughs> Let's all eliminate the giant together. <laughs> 
And you know, and they actually first it looked good because normally when they all go to that, the Giants out. But Great Khali got like held on and then crawled like under the to his credit. I'm giving Great Khali credit here, which I know is a rarity. <laughs> but he like crawled under the ring and was like, oh wait, he's still in. But and you even heard the crowd cheer for him because like, they didn't expect it. You can kind of see it though, because his foot was already back in the ring for a while, and they were still pushing him. And like they were trying to like move yeah. his foot for him. Um, but then eventually they try again and get yeah, the big man his out. Foot wasn't there that time? It's funny because historically that usually doesn't work when like five men or six men are trying to get one guy out. It seems to never work, but it worked this time. I mean, it works a lot. It usually works a lot more so with the with the fat guys than the tall ones. Like also when you have. Uh, when you had Mabel or when you had Rikishi or those guys, you know, you all of a sudden, like, there was the gang that would find a way to get all the force together. Just that one moment, the good guys and bad guys would work together to just throw that guy out <laughs> and then go on with their stuff. <laughs> uh, from there, Alex Riley gets an elimination. He eliminates Jimmy Uso. Um, but then shortly after that, Primo eventually does eliminate Alex Riley. And JBL continues, like, what a great showing by Alex Riley. You know, he's just, like, really trying to, like, hey, maybe JBL's trying to tell him, do something with this guy, which I applaud. Or he's completely mocking him. It's one or the other. <laughs> um, now we're down to our final four. And did you ever think, if I said final four in a battle royal, and the names Justin Gabriel, Santino Morella, Primo, and Drew McIntyre, would you believe me? It's Bizarro Land on main event. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, that's right. It is main event. <laughs> Santino is hilarious. He's like, he's like, one, two, three. <laughs> I can't imitate Santino. Three, four, four is just how I like it. <laughs> and then McIntyre and Primo jab him at the same time, and he's like out cold. Can I just say, Santino is amazing. And oh, he's it, fantastic. It, it bothers me to no end that this man is not actually mm-hmm. a main eventer. Yes, I said it. This man should be a main eventer. He has been a main event matches. But, I mean, like, really winning the title, not jobbing every five seconds. He's a two-time mm-hmm. Intercontinental Champion. No, not while, Intercontinental it's Champion. It's been a long time. So. My headphones sliding down, guys. <laughs> the hair is sliding down. The hair. <laughs> Too much uh, moose <laughs> in my hair. <laughs> but, anyway, back to uh, what I was saying about Santino. He's yes. never won the World Heavyweight title. No, he has not. Do you That's expect right. Santino to win a world title? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Imagine Santino versus Dolph Ziggler. I, I see that. Eleven times a thousand. I don't know what that was. Yeah, I could hardly hear. <laughs> hit the wrong button. Sorry. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay. We entered the twilight zone. <laughs> I meant to hit predictions. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. I don't, yeah. Oh well. Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So so from there though. Uh, Santino eventually gets back up, starts making his comeback, does his little splits into the you know the hip toss move on both Primo and McIntyre, um, goes for the uh, Cobra, hits Primo with it, who goes <laughs> through the ropes, not over the rope, but through the ropes with it, and from Santino focusing on that, Drew McIntyre throws out Santino, and you know, and then from there, McIntyre tries to eliminate Justin Gabriel, who skins the cat. Catches him with his legs, which looked pretty good. Huracaranas, McIntyre out of the ring. Gabriel for the second 
thinks that he's got this one, forgot that Primo, again, went through the ropes. Primo comes in, charges for him. Mm-hmm. But Justin Gabriel, that that wise South African Justin Gabriel him, he ducks back by to Josh Primo over the top rope. And Justin Gabriel, a man who we have not seen win a match on TV in God knows how long. Well, he won that well, main event match not so long ago, didn't he? No, he didn't. He didn't? Okay. No, because he wrestled Barrett, uh-huh. which we'll get to in a minute. But Justin Gabriel, who has not won a TV match in forever, is now the number one contender for the Intercontinental title. We, then we go right into the ring with Matt Stryker interviewing Justin Gabriel, congratulating him and asking, though, you just went through this battle royal. Will you, you, know, will you be ready for just a little later on tonight to wrestle Wade Barrett for the Intercontinental title? And I do like this because Justin Gabriel brought up the fact that, that they used to be best friends from when they yeah. were in Nexus. Because no one has like really brought up Nexus with Wade Barrett at all. And so I like that, you know, okay, we're bringing something back. Mm-hmm. That's good. And, you know, because we used to be our friends, but not anymore. And I'm going to bring his title reign to a halt tonight. He's like, and if Kofi on Raw could win the United States Championship, I don't know what Kofi has to do with it, <laughs> but if Kofi could win on Raw, I could win the Intercontinental title here tonight. Yeah! And the crowd's like, yeah! And Michael Cole and JBL are like, yeah! And then we go to commercial. And I'm in the back uh, falling asleep. <laughs> Folks, this is a bunch of BS. A bunch of BS. Well, give and me your star rating while you're talking about yeah, the BS with it. Okay. Well, we'll continue your BS, but segue into the star rating. All right. You're breaking my train of thought. I man. apologize. Please continue. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. But basically, here's the thing. It, it bothers me to no end that Santino did not win this battle royal. You're, you're in love with Santino today. I'm not in love with the man, but I think he's highly entertaining. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He has an amazing look, amazing comedic factor to him. Mm. He brings in a lot of jubilation, elation to the ring. And it's just ridiculous. Absolutely what is the word? Moronic to have a guy like Justin Gabriel win this match. Santino should be getting a big push right now. He made this match happen, when, especially when he puts that Cobra sock on and gets that superpower from his arm and just knocks out people out of the ring. That, that stuff is classic. You don't see that every day on WWE. No, you don't. That's so, true. So, so with this Battle Royal, I know you're upset about Santino not winning, but I thought it was overall an entertaining Battle Royal, being that it was all like the low-card guys. I'm curious, what was your star ranking, sir? Honestly? Honestly. Uh-oh. You guys ready for this? I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm holding on. I'm going to give it a one and three, four stars. The three fours threw me off. <laughs> Corey? Um, I actually would give it, I wanted more out of it because there were so many people, and I thought it would be more entertaining, but I would give it two and a half. You know, you'd be amazed because you'd be amazed, like on TV, when you see a twenty-man battle royal that would get less TV time than this eleven-man yes. battle royal did. I I enjoyed it, um, but I like I said, I, the main reason I enjoyed the fact was all these guys that don't really get the TV time mm-hmm. got some solid TV time. Yeah, I like that. Too. I mean, I'm not I'm not super thrilled that Gabriel won it, but it was a nice change. It was a little unexpected. And I, I think I'll, I'll go with you, though. I'll give it a two and a half. Okay. Um, I mean, it was solid. I thought the length of it was pretty good. But I would have liked to see Yoshi win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would have liked to see Yoshi, Yoshi win. If there was just some sort of progression with main event, it would make some sense. But eh, 
Nothing. It's that middle of the week show. Nothing makes sense on main event. <laughs> or that middle of the week after bus show. You know, that's the middle of the week. Um, and then we get from there we get a recap from Monday Night Raw. Uh, speaking of confusion, of the World Heavyweight Championship situation mm-hmm. between Dolph Ziggler, Alberto Del Rio, and Jack Swagger. Uh, we get the recap from Raw, where literally it started as the same way as... SmackDown started last week mm-hmm. with Ziggler in the ring, kind of the promo about you know how great the moment was when he won the World Heavyweight Title, and then he got uh, he gets interrupted by Alberto Del Rio and Jack Swagger. Um, but Alberto Del Rio came to the ring saying, "I want my rematch mm-hmm. right now." Swagger attacked him, and then that led to them making that brilliant decision of having Dolph Ziggler versus Jack Swagger one on one. On Raw in a non-title match, and having that match go about 15 minutes, and no interference from either manager, no Big E, no AJ, no Zeb, and the champion lose cleanly to a schoolboy. Kind of irritating. That's an understatement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, they had the recap, and now that you know, they officially have announced that there will be the triple threat match, which we all knew was going to happen, but. That would have made so much more sense if that, like, say the Swagger-Ziggler match started. Mm -hmm. And nobody's really wanting to watch that match because nobody knows who to cheer for. And, like, say two minutes in, all of a sudden, here comes Del Rio limping down the ring and just starts attacking both of them. And ends up in a no contest. Okay, we get the point across. Then we have the triple threat match. I feel your pain. I really do. It doesn't make any sense, man. It doesn't make any sense that they they just gave the belt to Dolph Ziggler and now they're making him lose the title totally clean on the next Raw. What is the point? What is the point? I don't get it. It just makes me scratch my head bald. I don't get it. Well, you still got lots of hair to go. You do. I do. I don't know why. It just keeps growing and growing (laughs) and growing. And you know I can't grow long hair. It just goes up and up. I get a fro every time. Can you grow a fro for us? I, I, can, I don't want to do it. But tell you what, tell you what. You have to continue to grow your hair until Santino wins the World Heavyweight title. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not very confident in your prediction, then, huh? <laughs> um, well, the, the only thing that this current... Now, again, it was only one, one Raw with it, with Ziggler losing, which still is one too many. But this reminds me of when Rey Mysterio was the World Heavyweight Champion. Because he lost... Every match he was in, <laughs> except when the title was on the line. And he held the title for like f- five, six months. And it just made him look weak and weak and weak and weak. Well, and what, I'm just worried that they're going to do the same thing to Ziggler. That's what I was going to say. I'm kind of worried that they're going to do that to Ziggler because Ziggler's kind of been on a decline up leading up to WrestleMania, even though he's been hyped up at the same time through our eyes. And then he finally got the belt, the championship, and then he lost. And it was kind of like, man. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes and how they keep working up this. Because I got what, like four or five weeks before Extreme Rules. Um, you know, see how much more they can build up this triple threat match. Now it's already been announced. What else they're going to do from there? Mm-hmm. Um, and then from that recap, we get another recap of CM Punk's promo, or you know, what was kind of partially a promo from Raw. This was one of the few spots on Raw this past Monday that I actually enjoyed. Okay. Because you actually like, you actually saw some, some sadness, like some heart, from, some heart yeah. from Punk, which was different. But obviously, set up so he can finally get some time off. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, it worked out great. And then what made it better, and they'll probably show the, 
that statement again on SmackDown was when you know Paul Heyman, because so many people were asking about CM Punk's sanity and you know and how's how's he's doing. But what people should be concerned about is why Triple H hasn't responded yet to my challenge for Brock Lesnar and Triple H in a steel cage match. Right. Well, wait. Before we get to the Triple H-Brock Lesnar match, yeah. I do want to say something about that CM Punk problem. Go for it. It was very reminiscent. Very, very reminiscent to... I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. When Shawn Michaels, Michaels lost, lost his, his smile. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Jo- uh, Josh on Raw. On the Raw After Show was saying the same thing, and I couldn't agree more. Yeah, and I that, that's, that's exactly what it was. I didn't get a chance to watch the Raw After Show this week. I'm sorry, guys. That's all right. It's I'll, still on YouTube. <laughs> they're also watching our show, and uh, we're all supporting each other. Indeed, we are. But, yes, it was exactly the same thing. Why? Can't we get a little bit more creative, guys? That's all. Well, how long has it been since we had the Shawn Michaels yeah, thing? Hey, I remember similar. that clear as day. Shawn Michaels looked like he was going to cry. I was touched. Although some people still speculate if that was really legit or not, but hey. I don't know. We'll see. But I really like the fact that, you know, Paul Heyman, like with that statement, you know, was then going on, okay, forget about this because, you know, Punk's, you know, we, like, Punk's not going to be on TV for a while. Let's focus on what's happening. Mm-hmm. The thing that's happening is Triple H is a coward. He hasn't responded to the challenge yet. It's like, that's great. And he didn't. He ha- Heyman was great and he didn't even say anything. It was just his photo next to what someone yeah, wrote. Right. And it was still great. <laughs> That's Brock Lesnar's music. Hello, T. Hey. Hello. Hey, what's up? Buddy? Oh, but it's not Brock Lesnar. <laughs> it's our executive producer, Mr. Phil Spitek. Well, I have accepted the challenge of fans. <laughs> Here's why. I heard you guys didn't bring it up yet, so I wanted to personally. iPhones. iDevices. Right? i pads, all that fun stuff. Androids. You guys couldn't watch for the longest time. Now you can. This is true. You can now stream live on AfterBuzzTV.com. Again, on an iPhone. iPad. That is 70% of our viewership right there. I'm very excited. I'm very excited too. I was, I was going to break that news with the iTunes plug, but you're the boss. so you, But I just did. You just did it. So I just did it. I just like Brock Lesnar's music, so I figured I'd come out to that. Don't you normally come out to Vince McMahon's music? On Raw. Oh, but we <laughs> got different music. Event. Main event, we got Lesnar's. There what do you come go. on on SmackDown? Ah, uh, we'll find out. All right, we'll find out. We'll tune in to SmackDown after Buzz. <laughs> Sunday find night. There's a, a Sunday afternoon, more like it. Yeah, so Sunday at what, 6? 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Oh, 4 PM. they moved it. Sunday at 4. And we'll see that. And speaking of that, while we're talking about it, you can rate it and like it on theafterbuzztv.com as well as iTunes where you can rate, comment, and most importantly, subscribe and tell friends about us, about Raw AfterBuzz, about SmackDown AfterBuzz, about all the AfterBuzz AfterBuzzes. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars and five stars. We're at like, I think we're get we're at around like four and three-fourth stars right now. No way. I, I think we are. We I just, just need to like get just a little bit closer. That, uh, that Brock Lesnar music looks really good on Phil. Phil, (laughs) I think that music was originally written for Phil. I think so. It just looked fantastic. It did. That was a fabulous surprise, Phil. I'm impressed, man. (laughs) That was a a run-in, is what they call in wrestling. Yes, it was. was Where were we? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Before we continue, though, I I am in on on an Android phone. Phil, did you say there's also an app on Android? It's not an app. You just go to AfterBuzzTV.com on Android. Oh. On the Android, on the iPhone, on so, the iPad. Okay, so it's not—it's you're accessing the website. The app from is your coming device. soon. Wonderful. There you go. 
And and when the app is officially available, I'm sure we'll hear Brock Lesnar's music again. You can listen to Main Event's Voice of Choice 24-7. Yeah, you can! Uh, that's me, right? No. Oh. And we, um, Voice of Choice is my nickname in Main Event. That's why I... Anyway! <laughs> um, so we, we did the Paul Heyman. We did the... I did my iTunes. Now we get to the interview with Barrett. That's where we are. You see, he made me, like, have to pick up my notes, figure out where I left <laughs> off. Uh, we got a little backstage interview with Wade Barrett. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before we get to Wade Barrett, we got to talk about this Triple H Lesnar match. We didn't even talk about the stipulation. Oh, about the good old, old school steel, steel cage. cage. Again, folks, what is going on? I hate having to rant this whole show, but but you are ranting this whole show. Yeah, and I don't know why. I don't like to rant. I really That's don't. Okay. But <laughs> but folks, steel cage. Are we in 1985? Is it the World Wrestling Federation again? Is it is Hulk Hogan and King Kong Bundy in their prime again? I don't get it. Why can't we get a little bit more creative? How about a barbed wire steel cage match? How about they a, did that once and it was terrible. Okay, how about a bra and panties match? Sure. Hmm, okay, what? all right, maybe not. How about a, <laughs> how about war games? Bring in some teams. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, they would have to build up all of a sudden them having you know, groups of people around. Um, the, one, the one type of match that I might have enjoyed more so, because, I mean, Stu Cage, because they've done no holds barred and stuff, it's like really kind of like the next stage up. The only one that I would have liked more would have been an I Quit match. But yeah, that would have been but, awesome. You know neither of them would say I quit in their match. No, I'm sure one of them will agree to it if the money's right. Why not? Do you see the two people that are in that match? Yes. You're going to see Brock Lesnar, UFC champion, say I quit? Why not? I don't think so. I don't think so. You think he's going to hug you afterwards because he's a good-hearted person. He is a good-hearted person, but they already had him get knocked out by John Cena, a quote-unquote fake champion, according to the UFC. So, I mean, if they've already taken it that far, I I wouldn't be surprised at all if one of them would declare themselves, you know, or say, I quit. No, I'm like, I I could see that, like, you know, if it was a point where, like, Lesnar broke, you know, like, broke Triple H's arm again, mm-hmm. where then, like, he's forced, like, or or the fact that, like, he breaks his arm and he doesn't say, I quit, you know, like, you know, a thing, like, a moment like that would be really, really cool. Right. But we got a steel cage. So we'll see what they do with it. It'll be interesting. Well, we got, well, we can't yeah. have any Heyman or Shawn Michaels in that one. It'll just be the two of them, because you got a cage blocking them. I think it'd be cool. Yeah. Um, so back to the interview with Wade Barrett. Uh, Matt Striker asked him, you know, you lost to Miz at WrestleMania, and you lost on Raw, but he doesn't say who he lost to. Matt Striker, you got cue cards, I'm sure. <laughs> like, let's remind everyone that he lost to R-Truth on right. Raw. Thankfully, Wade Barrett then says, and yeah, I lost to R-Truth on Raw. And again, like he admits that he lost, like he did a few weeks ago. On on um, main event or whatever that is, like he meant, yeah, he got the better of me that day. But believe me, his beating's coming for him. He's like, no, that's not what you should do. <laughs> and and then he's like, yeah, I did lose to Miz at WrestleMania, but the next night on Raw, I recaptured my Intercontinental title. So doesn't Miz get a rematch? Where's Miz been? I know. Well, actually, he, is he filming a movie again? Apparently, uh, he's filming a movie for ABC Family. I think Lions fan mentioned it in the chat. He's doing a movie, a Christmas movie. Okay, so <laughs> wow. there, there goes that feud. Because uh, he's gone for at least a month. Again, a pointless feud. I don't get it. Yeah. But he's, uh, you know, and, and now I have this 
my pathetic former cohort in Justin Gabriel. And, you know, he, like, jumps out of hot air balloons for fun. You know what I do for fun? I bare-knuckle fight. Like, you don't, ba- you don't bare-knuckle fight in your spare time. You don't bare-knuckle fight in your spare time because WWE would not let you bare-knuckle fight in your spare time. They wouldn't let you risk injuries. So, like, yeah, we get that you used mm-hmm. to be a bare-knuckle fighter. You don't do that anymore. I got to say, I felt so... I felt so bad for Matt Stryker during this interview. He... Wade Barrett brought this guy down so bad that I don't even think it was scripted. Oh, about like the school teacher yeah, and all yeah. that? Just Mr. Mediocre. I mean, God, that, that's horrible. Horrible. Cut the, give the guy some slack. I mean, but, be a little nicer. But no, that, that's what heels are supposed to do, though. Yeah, but that just seemed like it was cutting too close to home. It just seemed like, uh, okay. Plus, Wade Barrett, to me, he's been doing the same thing. Every made of it. The Barrett Barrage. The Barrett Barrage. Well, that's what it says on his T-shirt. Yeah, but that nobody it cares. It's <laughs> turned into a barrage of boredom. Please, wait. Give us something new, So you new, don't like man. Wade Barrett? I love I Wade like Barrett. I like Wade Barrett, but, but he's just, he's, he's boring me. He needs to get a little, got to switch it around a little bit. It's like a workout. You can't, you know, always work out on the bicep. You're going to, you're going to huh. pop that bicep. Oh, and, and speaking of Wade Barrett and like these random intercontinental title matches or non-title matches that he's had, apparently next week, I think it's next week on NXT, um, he's defending the intercontinental title against Bo Dallas. Well, hey, now. You're, you're, hey, remember when Bo Dallas was on Raw for like a day? Yes. And beat Wade Barrett, and then we saw nothing of it? Well, now apparently he's getting a title shot like three months later on NXT. Best of luck. <laughs> Good luck with that. Um, we do find out, though, SmackDown will have a gigantic main event um, where we'll see Randy Orton and Sheamus team up once again, take on the team of Big Show and Mark Henry. Mm-hmm. That... I think that would be a good match. Yeah, I think I'm, so. I'm going to tune in the SmackDown. Also, did we talk about the Brothers of Destruction match? That they they promoted that at the end of main event. But I mean, we can mention you know now on Monday Night Raw we're going to have the six man tag. Right, right. Where right. for the first time they said for the first time in over three years the Undertaker will be in an actual match yeah, right? on Monday Night Raw in a six man tag team with Team Hell No against the Shield. That's going to be pretty sweet. That will that be will entertaining. Be good. If that. That that better that get might, some chance from the crowd. That might be the one to do it. I'll be curious Maybe. if they make but it the main event. That's a bold event. statement, I know. Huh? I'll be curious if they make it the main event. I hope they make that the main event. They better make The Undertaker the main event. Did we even have a main event this past Raw? Um, it was... Uh, no, the, the last match was Caitlyn against one of the Bellas. That was the last match. <laughs> All right, so let's get okay. to our... Nikki. Our main, uh, was it Nikki? I think so. Okay. Um, let's get to our main event of main event, where we have the Intercontinental title on the line as Wade Barrett defends it against our Battle Royal winner, Justin Gabriel. We come back from commercial, and the champion is already in the ring and introduced first. Why? God, I hate that. See, i got to disagree with you, Mr. Rosenberg. Because we have to understand the time frame of main event. It's only a 60-minute show. Yes. you got to give the, the editing team some leeway. You cannot fit everything. Then fine. Then have both of them in the ring. And just have the ring announcer announce it. A champion should never, be, in a title match, a champion should never be introduced first. I'm just happy they gave main event a title match. Yeah. So. Plus, he, was already, he already came out in the beginning of Raw. How many intros does he need? Well, how many times do we have to hear Justin Gabriel's music? We ha- that's why we had it at the beginning of today, because it was like the Justin Gabriel show. How many times had, did the commenta- commentators have to say that Justin Gabriel was from South Africa, by the way? They 97. Kept saying it. Kept saying it. Just to remind us. Get it. 
Well, I did want to know where that accent was from. <laughs> well, you found out the first time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the match gets going. Gabriel starts out quickly with some kicks and a nice uh, front uh, foot sweep. And, you know, goes quickly for, for cover. Um, but then a shot to the midsection and the elbow. Wade Baird's in control. But then um, JBL says gr- um, that Wade Barrett is great at smothering guys, that he doesn't mm-hmm. give his opponents any, like, room to breathe. And I like that. And and when you look at the way Wade Barrett wrestles, he kind of has a point to it. Wade Barrett isn't really one of those guys that will take a lot of time standing away from them and just, you know, kind of taunting. He's always in their face, which which is not a regular thing. Really? Compared to others. Do Think you about s- it. Do you see it too, Corey? Um, yeah, I kind of see it. Um, yeah. I'm... You're on your own here, Cameron. Guess so, buddy. <laughs> I guess so. No worries. Um, and then, but again, Gabriel fights right back with a snapmare, followed by a huge kick on Wade Barrett's back. Like you could have, mm-hmm. you know, like you heard it loud and clear. That was a stiff, stiff kick. Um, and then tries to roll him up, and again gets another two count. And then we find out that Justin Gabriel's father was a wrestler in Africa, whose nickname was the Pink <laughs> Panther. <laughs> And his nickname was the Pink Panther. I just love all the, the more you know. <laughs> I just love all the history these commentators are giving during main event of the of the wrestlers and everything. It's like you're not only seeing a match, but you're just hearing a story of how these wrestlers came about. And well, they have to do it because there's no story of the actual match, so they got to they got to do something. And then they, you know they they it's constantly true. talk about how uh, Justin Gabriel can juggle fire. Yes, that's right. They um, did. And did it over and over because he did it on the JBL and Cole YouTube show. Because they're just trying to put over their <laughs> own little YouTube show. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> it is an entertaining show. And Damien Sandow, they had like like superstars doing like special talents. That's why Gabriel did that. Damien Sandow stole the freaking tournament, and he's like out. the finals is ju- I think Justin Gabriel against Yoshitatsu. Is this on the JBL and Cole show? Like their YouTube show, and it's for like just some random talents that what, they have. What was Yoshi's talent? Uh, I think Yoshi sang last time. He played guitar and sang. Okay. Um, it was it was comical. I need to watch that. Well, it is an f- entertaining <laughs> show. Um, Barrett goes for his big boot, but Justin Gabriel counters, tosses Barrett over the top rope. He goes for a, a flying cross body, lands on his feet, but then gets hit by a massive clothesline by Barrett, um, and then Barrett. Puts him in the ring. We get a beautiful pump handle slam. I haven't seen really that move done since Road Dog would do it. Because that was Road Dog's finisher. Um, and then Barrett eventually does hit his pat in the big boot while Gabriel's kind of hanging on the ropes. Way Barrett trying to win this match by count out. But Gabriel gets in just in the nick of time. JBL and Cole are cheering Justin Gabriel mm-hmm. on to get back in the ring, kid. This is your moment. This is his moment to pretty much have an entire hour show about you. Yeah, Um, it was a long match. And then Gabriel starts fighting back with some elbows, hits a a splash in the turnbuckle, followed by a few nice kicks, and then a beautiful sequence of them like ducking kicks and everything that ends up with Barrett throwing Gabriel really, really high in the air, and Gabriel comes splashing down. That was really cool. It was nice. Um, Barrett picks him up for Wasteland, but it's countered. And then Gabriel hits a springboard crossbody. Crowd finally is starting to get into this match now. Because now there are a few people in the crowd thinking, wait, Justin's going to do it. He's going to do it. This yeah. is going to happen. This is, this is such a rarity. We're going to see one of the biggest upsets ever. 
Gabriel starts heading up the top rope for his 450. But Barrett rolled out of the way, and he lands on his feet, and then Barrett hits a gorgeous Winds of Change. That should be way Barrett's finishing move, not the bull hammer, the Winds of Change. But only gets a two count. Goes for his pump handle slam again, but countered into um, a move that used to be called the Eye of the Hurricane. It used to be Gregory, one of Gregory Helms' signature moves, where you set him up for the inverted DDT and turn into the elbow. But it, um, and then a springboard moonsault, which again looked gorgeous by mm-hmm. Justin Gabriel. Again, only for a two count. Gabriel goes up for the 450 again, but Wade Barrett rolls away, like rolls onto the apron. Gabriel starts getting frustrated, starts stomping his foot for no apparent reason. Um, Wade Barrett and Gabriel locking up while Barrett's on the apron. Thumb the eye with the ref not looking by Wade Barrett. Rolls the elbow pad down so it has twice the cushioning uh, that his elbow normally have. Hits the bull hammer Bam. from the apron. It hit it good. Justin Gabriel's knocked out. Wade Barrett goes back in the ring. Make gets the three count. And Wade Barrett is victorious in his title defense. Not surprised. Yeah, well, because the title was on the line, so he mm. won. Um, and but again, JBL and Cole, are like, what an effort by Justin Gabriel! He did yeah. so much today. He, he won the it. battle royal. He came so close <laughs> to winning the Intercontinental Title. I'm so proud of him. I'm going to give you a blue ribbon for participation. Equals E for uh, effort, Justin Gabriel. Yeah. Is what I got to say though. I am proud of you, Mr. Rosenberg. For what? That was a magnificent recap. I was oh, just thank a, you. I was just you imagining. A bunch of school children listening in awe at the amazement. Would be like holding like a giant illustrated book. <laughs> Honestly, just... that's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> that's exactly oh, what I was saying. My goodness. Hey, I, <laughs> hey, I do commentary. I got to break things down. No, it was great. The Thank you. Great. Choice. That's right. Thank you. I Let appreciate me, that. On, Go on Justin Gabriel, you know when I was watching him, this was really the first time I, I although it's a lie because we saw them wrestle on main event a few weeks About back. About a month ago, they had the same but I didn't, match, but it was shorter. I didn't really pay attention to Justin Gabriel at that time, and I don't think, even think he talked on the mic. But this time we got to see him on the mic. It was the Justin Gabriel show. And all, the whole time I'm watching him on the mic, I'm just imagining him with the sword in some sort Lord of the Rings sequel. What? That's right. <laughs> That's the whole time I'm imagining that with this accent. He, he has the look. He, you no, admit. he does. I love Lord of the Rings, and that does not make me think of... Justin Gabriel. Not even a bow and arrow, you know? No, no. He, he's not scrawny like Orlando Bloom. Are we, we, compa- are we really comparing Justin yeah. Gabriel to Orlando Bloom right now? Did that <laughs> oh, really just happen? I mean, no. I, he, you know. But I see a lot of potential in him, and I think yeah. that's really what this show is about, giving, giving the audience a feel for his potential. And, and, he, and, he, and he's been like this for a while now. They just really haven't given him time. Now the question is, in the next week on Raw or SmackDown, are we actually going to see him compete? I kind of hope so. I, I hope so. Yeah. And, and, and I hope they do something with him that ends up having him win. But uh, Steven, if you could put it on the uh, mid-camera for me, buddy. What are you doing? I want to show you guys something here that I just came up with just right, right about now. What are you doing? And I don't know okay. if, you can, if you can see this. What are you trying to do? Let's make it black so you can see it. Ignore what it says on the text. This is just hold it up to your camera, dude. Yeah, just hold it up to oh, your camera. Oh, sorry, sorry. All right, so this the is the iTunes cheat sheet. Go on. Hold it up to your camera. Hold it up to my camera. There you go. Okay, well, this is going to be I'm a little intri- bit I'm, more I'm, difficult I'm, I'm to show the, my example. I'm one of the school children that sit in... Interested to see what you're going to do. Okay. Is it magic? This is the <laughs> threshold. This is the threshold of Justin Gabriel's success in the WWE when he makes it big. This is where he is all the way now. 
okay? Mm -hmm. He has a lot of potential, but he's just nowhere near where he needs to be. I'm saying this. If you give him new trunks, brand new tights, give, forget the short shorts. I don't know why everybody's doing the short shorts. I don't get it. Give him long tights. Give him a cool outfit. Maybe even give him a hat. Give him more voice time, and honestly, I think he's going to be a huge main eventer. I think he's going to surpass Wade Barrett. Barrett's going to become the the boredom barrage, and no one's going to remember <laughs> him again. And Justin Gabriel is going to be the next. So big I just want to I just want to get this straight for the record for everyone listening. So one of the main events for WrestleMania 30 will be for the World Heavyweight Championship: Santino Morella versus Justin Gabriel. Heard here from Cameron Cash. Am I right on that? No, I didn't say that. I said Santino <laughs> special performance. This is by Peter Graybureau. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I said Santino, hopefully one day versus Dolph Ziggler, but it would be nice to see a guy like Justin Gabriel in the main event. At WrestleMania, maybe not WrestleMania 30, it's probably going to take a little longer than that. Well, what would you rate this match, if I can ask him? I give this match wonderful interlude, Corey. I would give it a two stars. That's it? That's it, man. Hmm. I'm not going to remember this match tomorrow. Hmm. I thought it was a very with, good match. With that, okay. Maybe in a technical level, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. But if the match doesn't have that storyline behind it, it doesn't matter to me how good the match is. There has yeah. to be a storyline. No, no, and, and, and I, and and I agree with you. A solid one, a solid one. And I agree with you on that. And the reason for that is why I, I'm giving it a three. I would give it more if it had to build up to it, but it didn't. So for that, it was just, you know, like the simple wrestling, which I thought the wrestling, especially like the last... Five, six minutes of this match I thought was fantastic. Yeah, the ending was good. The end, a lot of good sequences, a lot of good false finishes. I mean, I, I was I was entertained by this match. I was more entertained than I thought it would be with this match. I would give it a three as well. I was really, I know it's main event, but I was hoping that the show would give Justin Gabriel the edge. I but then run it, it for But him. what happens with our truth who randomly beat Oh, and who beat Wade I mean, Barrett in like three minutes on Raw? Also, we'll figure it out. They'll figure it out if that if that would have happened. Well, if it didn't. But. I, don't know. I told you, Rosie, you cannot rationalize the irrational. As much as you want to do it, you can't do it. Yeah, I try. It's 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 a difficult mission. I'm willing to accept it, but I know <laughs> I know what you mean. And and then main event ends with the recap of the issues with Ryback and Cena from Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. We get a little bit of the Ryback promo, which I personally enjoyed. I know Cameron disagrees with me on that. <laughs> um, I just think it'd be really curious to see what happens if Ryback does a promo that long in the ring in front of the live crowd and up backstage. Sure. And how the response would be. But as far as the way it was set up, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And then you had the face-to-face -face -face confrontation of Cena and Ryback um, with Ryback being a coward and walking away. And then the Shields music hits. Shields starts attacking Cena, and Ryback just continues to walk away. Doesn't try to help Cena. How do you guys feel about this storyline? Well, it's something that they have to do since mm -hmm. the rocks hurt. I'm not feeling it. I'm just not. You're feeling not. It. I, I kind of like it. I'm enjoying it. I mean, I I like the fact that the Ryback heel turn was unexpected to me. Really? And you like the unexpected? I I'm do like, like the, the Miz with all these reallys. I mean, well, I mean. I didn't when when he came out at the end of Raw. You kind of sent uh, that Raw. You kind of sensed it, but beforehand, I mean, I would not have thought the Raw after like the big turn or anything happened to be from Ryback. I wasn't thinking that at all. I was thinking we'll find out the you know the new like the leader of the Shield that like it, it's it's pretty clear that we're not going to have a leader of the Shield at this point. But I thought maybe we'll have that or maybe 
Randy Orton would finally, like, mm-hmm. when, when they had that match with Sheamus, that Randy Orton would make the turn. But, no, the big turn was by Ryback. And that surprised me. And I'm okay with the surprises. It's just now how do they capitalize on it? Honestly, if we want to talk briefly about a potential leader for the Shield, at this point I would have to say it's John Cena because I could really see them interfering at Extreme Rules if he faces Ryback. So kind of do a double swerve? Have Ryback then turn back to face and Cena turn heel? Who knows, man? At this oh. point, <laughs> who knows? We'll see. Um, do you have anything that you want to add on to that? Uh, I mean, I want to see Cena turn heel like a lot of people do, but I just don't see it happening anytime soon. Uh, n- now, now with Ryback making a turn, I yeah. definitely don't see it happening anytime soon. I guess so. my only gripe with this storyline is that with the whole thing of Ryback standing outside the ring as as the shield beats down John Cena, it was like to me like, Okay, but but how, when were you guys buddy buddy to begin with, you and Cena? Like, why are we supposed to really really care about this? Because they were good people. But everybody, United. they were both good guys. Good guys. United. The kids loved them. Not Feed me more. Yes. Feed me more. You Feed can't me see more. me. Yeah, <laughs> they'll do it together. Exactly. All right. By your sarcasm, I would have to say you probably agree with me. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and, we're, and we're hearing the music, and that's a perfect time because we are getting rid of the wrap-up. Do we have no Alex Wright music for Cameron? Oh, I have it if you want it. Oh, come on. No way. Dude, I'll do it with you. Okay, yeah, okay. you got Kuz- If Fandangoween is a hit, we got to bring <laughs> Das Wonder Kid back. Bring in Das Wonder Kid. Yeah, stop the music. Let's play a little Das Wonder Kid real quick. Alex Wright. Oh, we're going to do this. <laughs> we got we to gotta plug ourselves. Oh, we'll be oh. doing all the plugs, too. There it is. There it is. There it is. Fun. Get ready to get up. Get up with me, Cameron. Get, get up with me, Cameron. Get up. I would do it if I Come knew on. what you guys would mention. Is the camera even getting this? Yes. Oh, yeah, we got that camera. Don't worry Everything about, except your head. Don't worry about the camera. No, no, no. He's going like this. Yeah. Yes, like that. He, he goes yes. like that. Forget that. Oh, okay, now we're going to stop. He's unbuttoning his shirt. He's unbuttoning his shirt. We're going to stop there. The lady's got to see some hair. All right. Fandangoween is dead. Alex Wright is making a comeback, damn it. All right. Thanks for the Alex Wright music, Steven. Cameron, where can people critique your dance moves? That music is amazing. Where can people critique your dance moves, Cameron? Hold yourselves, ladies. Okay, I'm trying to get your Twitter out. Okay. (laughs) Patience Not that Twitter, my friend. (laughs) My Twitter is at LA Exposed. No E before the X. I love you all, and my name is Cameron Cash. Corey! You can find me on K-A-O-R-I-O-U-S, and on Saturday at noon, join AfterBuzzTV.com for Game Control Live. And you also were just interviewed by another show. Why don't yes. you plug that? Iconic Eye TV. I am on a weekly radio show where we talk wrestling, games, and tech. Check that Sweet. out. And, of course, you can follow me at CRosieVOC. You can check me out doing AfterBuzz for The Voice, Monday nights at 10. And I'll, I'll plug it again because we're getting close to it. April 26th, the Insane Wrestling League presents Won't Back Down. Scheduled to appear, former WWE Intercontinental Champion John Morrison, Drake Younger, the Young Bucks, Willie Mack, many more. You can also watch it on your Roku if you have one. Go to theiwl.com for details. That is it on behalf of Cameron Corey. I'm Christian Rosenberg. We're going to Alex Wright Das Wonder Kid out. We will see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later! later.
kid. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 